Hi everyone and welcome back to Common Thread. It's our second episode. Uh, I'm Nana, a Ghanaian Nigerian with a passion for words and moving images. And I'm Yamini, an Indian with a deep interest for all things at the intersection of pop culture and social justice. So today is the last day of January when we're recording this. Um, how have you been and how are you taking care of yourself lately? Uh, I've actually uh, been a lot better. I'm feeling very hopeful for this year, which might seem uh, <laughs> stupid. But uh, I know COVID isn't over, but it, it feels like we're finally coming to the end of it. And the main thing that I've been doing to look after myself is I have decided that actually the worst thing we did this year was not move around at mm. all. I mean, we couldn't, but literally could not move around. So I'm just trying to move around more, even within my home. So I'm just walking, walking and walking some more. So and it's actually been fantastic. How about you? Um, I... I'm with you on walking. I'm trying to do that more also. Um, but I took a bath yesterday, which is a very stationary activity. But it was very relaxing. Um, so my sister, one of the things I got for, for Christmas, um, my sister sent me this set of bath bombs. And there are like 12 of them and all different, like, I don't know if you call them flavors or fragrances. Flavors is food, I think. But there were 12 different ones. And so I had decided that I would do, like, I'd try and make myself do a bath a month minimum. Um, so, yeah, yesterday I realized that January was ending. So I took a bath. Um, it was my first time using a bath bomb. Um, but I really liked it. I used a rosemary one. I had, like, a glass of wine and I was listening to a podcast in the background. Um, and it was really relaxing. I'm glad I took that like hour for myself yesterday. Oh my god! It's like those scenes in the movies where like the actress is in the bathtub <laughs> and she has a glass of wine and there are bubbles and it's like the epitome of relaxation. I I mean, is are like bath as in bathtubs a thing at home for you? Like, is that something that's common in Ghana or Nigeria? They were not a thing growing up. We had like bathtubs, but it would just have been a massive waste of water. Um, so it's not something we would always do like bucket baths where you fill a bucket and then you have like a pail. And so you use just one bucket. So it's also just a very like luxurious thing that I can do now that I'm living somewhere where water is not an issue in the same way. Yeah. Yet another thing that our former colonies have in common, because we did this, I grew up the same way. We used to have bucket baths and what you call, I mean, a pail, we call it a mug mm. and we would just, you know, dip our mugs into buckets and have baths. That's how we grew up. Now, most people, I mean, not most people, but a lot of people, uh, a lot of us take showers, but nonetheless, like bucket baths were a thing. Yeah. 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 Uh, Okay, so today's episode is um, a topic that's very close to both of our hearts and <laughs> is like a great point of like emotional, deep emotional love. And that is food. Food. So we have both um, suffered through some really bad food away from home. And I think that has made us that much more appreciative of the fantastic meals that we've eaten in our very, I think, culturally rich, uh, I don't know how else to put it, like culturally rich cuisines. Mm. So 
uh, let's start with what is your favorite meal at home? Like what, like if you were going to have your, all your favorite dishes at lunch or dinner when you got home after a long plane, plane ride back from wherever you were studying, what would it have been? Um, there's so many things I want to mention. I think if I had to pick one, one meal to have, it would probably be Wachi. Um, this is, I've had arguments with friends and relatives about this lately, but I maintain that Wachi is the best, uh, meal that we have, uh, or at least my favorite. So it's, um, made with like beans and rice cooked together. And then there's just a million other things that you eat with it. So there's like different, um, stews and, um, you have it with shito, which is like a chili sauce, um, and then with like fish or eggs or plantain salad, um, steamed veggies, just literally everything, um, which I find really exciting just to buy it, to mix everything together. Um, yeah. So if, if I, um, if I went home and arrived and had to pick one thing, I think the first thing I would go for would be watching. So, so is it like you put all of it in one pot and make it all together? So it's like one dish with all of these items in it? No, they're Or do you have them separately? They're made separately. And then when you buy it, they give it to you in, I guess it could be in a bowl or in like a piece of paper or like plastic bag. And so then they just like dish them out together. You pick what you're ordering and then they like put everything even like plantains, etc. Um, and then when you go home, you mix it and eat together. But they're cooked separately. Oh, okay, okay. So they're cooked separately, and then you kind of like assemble it together. Yes, yeah. Okay, so that that reminds me of. Have you ever had cow sway? It's a mm-hmm. it's a Burmese dish, and it's noodles, and then you have like a broth with usually with chicken, and then you have all these different toppings. So you have like a uh, a uh, garlic you have spring onions you have a little bit of chili powder sometimes you have boiled egg and then you put all the toppings over it and mix it up i mean yours aren't really toppings they're like full-on things just like side because i was just thinking when you said it like one of the sides is like spaghetti then there's another one that's very so you just like yeah it's endless sides but it's very contentious like which ones you should have oh you there are a lot of food battles i feel there are in, especially the two countries that you're from actually correct I, but this i hate like this the most common one is the jollof wars which i yeah. hate um because i think that jollof is like i didn't like jollof as a child i liked it when i left home because it's the easiest thing to make um from abroad because the ingredients are easy to find so i feel like both countries have way better foods and arguing about jollof is like the I don't know, like we're arguing about the bottom tier food. I don't know. <laughs> so what is jollof for those who are listening in and don't know? It's just rice. It's rice cooked in tomato sauce. It's the easiest thing I would say. And then what you do or don't add or how you do or don't cook the rice is contentious. Um, okay. But it's just rice cooked in tomato stew. Yeah. Uh, I love food wars. I think they're so, they, I mean, they're honest because you, people really do care that much about their food. And like, I'm, I very much live my life that way. Um, but yeah, we have that in common because I also come from a part of India that's a, that's a rice eating area. Like mm. rice is like a staple 
carb that we have uh, a lot of people have it at like i mean twice a day mm-hmm. so i love rice so i have to have like if it was my favorite meal at home it would be rice and then in a, uh, in a bengali household you have multiple different vegetables cooked in different ways and you start off with the rice and kind of something bitter this is like a typical bengali household you have something bitter to kind of like as a palate cleanser and then you have rice with dal are you familiar with dal it's like a lentil yeah, yeah lentil preparation and then you have a couple of the the vegetables which are all cooked differently separately they're like separate dishes so maybe three or four vegetables my favorite is something called alu jinghe posto i do not know the translation for jinghe but alu is potato and posto is poppy seed oh it's fantastic and um oh my god i just ate and i'm hungry again but and then you <laughs> and then you have like the non vegetarian and over here uh, fish is the main um protein that's eaten in a bengali households and i absolutely love it it's like usually cooked in some kind of mustard mm. uh, a very specific mustard uh, that's very specific to the to the region and i also absolutely love mutton curry um which is cooked in all sorts of spices it's uh, it's it's so good it is so that would be my my favorite meal probably that would be your go to 100% <laughs> i used to actually call home the night before i got on to my flight to go back from college and i would call my mom and and ask and make sure that that was and no matter what time my flight landed i would come home and i would put the it was like 3 in the morning and i would put that food into the microwave and i would sit and have a full meal That is amazing. When was the last time you had that? Uh probably like 2 days ago. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm at home so I'm like that's been the best part about being home this year mm. is I have really 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 enjoyed my home food. To the to the point that I'm like nervous to move back to Delhi because yeah. I don't think I'm going to be able to manage uh the food situation there. I'm going to miss it so much. I think from here I have like waves of i had one 2 weeks ago i have waves where i'm just like very homesick in terms of cuisine and then i go to like an afro shop here and buy ingredients and cook a ton of things so this was me a week or two ago i went to like an afro store um here in berlin and i bought a lot of things and then that whole week i just cooked um a lot of dishes from home like i made like fufu and like garnet soup and like beans and plantain and what else did i make i just i made like every single thing um and then now i'm okay <laughs> um i was still now i like once know i'll make something but then i'm also yeah i feel like i'm good it'll tide you over for another couple of weeks it will before it hits you again it will yeah but speaking of food so um i recently listened to this podcast um called every little thing and they had an episode um about memorable meals where they had people call in and talk about um foods that they were connected to memorable moments in their lives so i was wondering for you what you would say is a memorable meal or like a moment that you associated you can remember what you were eating at that time oh wow memorable meal um I mean I'm I I love food so much. I I have so many of these. Um but I think 
I always, I, I remember this story from when I was little and I remember this experience and I feel like I don't have a lot of, I have these very specific memories from my childhood and I have like these big gaps. But I once remember my grandmother, my paternal grandmother was reading to me from um, from this children's book and it had illustrations. And in that book, there were these illustrations of these biscuits. And I absolutely love biscuits. And they, it was a drawing. And it looked so delicious that I insisted that we had to like somehow find these biscuits in real life. And they didn't exist because it was an illustrated book. Like it was, it was not a thing. And my grandmother, oh, bless her soul, like really, really tried to find these biscuits for me or something that like looked like them because I had obviously had no idea what they tasted like. I mean, I was just like going off of this incredibly well done visual, yeah, visual image. But that that gives you a sense of like my in, like my love and engagement with it, it is it is a little not like it's a little creepy <laughs> how much I love it. But um, yeah, I, and I think I was a little too old to be that obsessed. <laughs> but I just wanted those biscuits so badly. Like I can still remember what that biscuit looked like and the book and sitting on my sitting on my grandmom's lap and reading that book. So yeah, that's like a, that's one that really stands out for Did me. Did she find something for you in the end that matched up? I, I want to say she did because I have been eating biscuits like nobody's business ever since. <laughs> so either I'm still looking for it and I'm just making my way through every biscuit that exists or she, I think she did find me something and I just, it wasn't exactly the same. And I was like, no, but I can like taste it. Like it was, it was a whole, it was a whole situation, mm. but I can't remember what the, what the conclusion was. I just remember the feeling. I How mean, about you? Mine is related to biscuits also. So I remember, um, I think I was, also, I was about nine years old, but I was reading these Enid Blyton books, um, the twins at St. Clair's and Mallory Towers and they would it was about these girls in a British boarding school and one of the things they would do at midnight is they would have a midnight feast so they would buy all of these I don't really remember what they would have maybe like biscuits custard creams sardine sandwiches and other just very typical British food um sausages sausages yeah I don't think the food itself was like I was dying to have the food, but the idea of having a midnight feast seemed incredibly exciting to me at that time because midnight anyways, like way past my bedtime and then junk food, it just seemed amazing. Um, So there was one weekend where there was a year when my mother moved to the city. She moved to Accra. I grew up in Okusumbu. And so it was me and my sister who was just a few years older than me. And so on the weekends, my other sister would come and visit and would bring us treats. And so one of these weekends when she came to visit us, um, she asked what we wanted to do. Um, Maybe I had been sad or something, so she was trying to cheer me up. (laughs) And so, yeah, at that time, like my biggest thought for like my dream and what would cheer me up was to have a midnight feast. So she gave us money and we went to the shop down the street and bought just like a ton of biscuits and every single ice cream known to man, which at the time in my world was like five kinds of ice cream. So chocolate, vanilla, like a yogurt one, whatever. And then we got home. I don't remember if it was midnight, but it was dark. I think they had cut the power. Um, And then we just put everything into a bowl, like all the different kinds of ice cream and all the different biscuits and ate it. (laughs) 
<laughs> now that I think about it, it sounds just like recipe for diabetes. Um, but I remember being incredibly happy, um, just like sitting on the floor having a little midnight feast. So yeah, I think for me, that's one of my like most memorable um, food moments, I would say. I can totally relate. I my My father went to boarding school. And so I the, when I read that, I went to him and I was like, did you do this? And like, I mean, it was just, it just seemed like the best thing, the best idea. And you're right. I don't think it was actually the food items. And like, I think Enid Lighten would list everything that they would take with them. And it, I don't think it was necessarily the food, but just like the forbidden idea of like eating past your, your bedtime. Yeah, absolutely. I can, I, I mean, I'm also, my mouth is watering just thinking about those biscuits and ice cream. But yeah, that sounds yeah. fantastic. I think eating past your bedtime and just like eating also things that you, you know you should not be allowed to eat. Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. But this reminds me, so speaking of a list, I have a list of my own. <laughs> um, I wouldn't, I, I prepared a little quiz and I wanted to find out in terms of meals um, so, you know, all of these like viral cooking trends that we've had during lockdown. Um, yep. I wanted to see which ones you've tried. Okay, I can tell you right now. I've tried none, but let's let's hear them. I'm excited. You might have. I have a list of 10 things. Um, so, yeah, let's how trendy was your, your COVID cooking? Um, <laughs> so the first thing you can probably guess, but sourdough. Oh, bread. No, I didn't. I don't. Did you nope. make it? You didn't nope, make nope. I, didn't I didn't make sourdough. I probably consumed some of it at some point. But no, I didn't. I think my, I think maybe my mother did. But no, no, we, I didn't do the whole bread thing. Mm. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not a big. I say I'm not a big bread fan, but I am. So I'm not going to say I'm not one. But no, I didn't do. I watched a lot of that. Uh, I saw a lot of the 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 reels and a lot of friends posting about it but I didn't do it I was tempted I like bread but I I don't like I like bread I've begun to like sourdough since I'm living in Germany um but my favorite breads the breads you have at home are like more brioche kind of breads like soft right. breads so I thought about it but I wouldn't make sourdough um yeah, I, the second thing is Dalgona coffee the what Dalgona coffee. Did you see this like whipped no. coffees everybody was making? I miss this. What? It sounds delicious. And it's like probably one of the few things I would have maybe actually been not lazy enough to try. Okay, then you should check this out. I didn't try it either. It looks cool though. It looks fun. Okay. Um, I okay. think people would just whip either the coffee or the cream and make these like very Instagrammable drinks. Um, I'm feeling very stressed because I know I'm failing this quiz <laughs> and as a student that's very stressful but okay keep but going. no we're both at zero after round <laughs> okay. two um round three is and here I have done this banana bread no I didn't do any of this the again I year? think I ate some but I didn't make any for mm. sure a hundred percent I didn't go anywhere near an oven I definitely did banana bread because I bought um a lot of food because also I was traveling, so I was traveling just when the lockdown started happening and the borders started closing. So I got back and then like panic bought food because we were about to have a lockdown. So I also was one of those people who had bananas that were going mm -hmm. bad and then made a banana bread. Okay, so we're on one zero. Um, number four was vodka pasta. 
Okay, I did make pasta. Do I get half a point for that? You can get half a point, but was it this yeah. like TikTok um, Gigi no. Hadid pasta that everybody was? No, <laughs> I didn't. I I love watching those videos, but I never do them. Also, I was I was at home with my parents, so I just relinquished all food related um, needs to my because I was like a child again, basically. Mm. So I didn't do any of these, and I'm very upset because I still have zero points. This Give is... me half a point for the pasta. I made pasta. I did do that. <laughs> Come on. Maybe half a point. Let's see. Okay. Um, the fourth, no fourth. The fifth one is this tortilla wrap thing everyone is doing. Have you seen this one? I did see this one, and again, no, I didn't do it. Me neither. It's our we're okay. we're failing at like being TikTok chefs. Um, oh no! Pancake cereal. No, no. Do I, you know no. it? No, I don't even know it. I was just about to ask, what is pancake cereal? It's. I didn't do this either. I'm lazy and it looked complicated. But people like make pancakes, but super tiny ones. So they make like hundreds of mini oh. pancakes and then put them in a bowl with milk and had cereal with them. I did see that and I, I thought it was a little creepy. I'm not going to lie. So I, yeah, that was didn't seem like I was going to do that either. It just looked disgusting because... Yeah. Soggy cereal is terrible, and pancakes mm-hmm. are soft. And as soon as you add milk, it's just, yeah, but textures. Yeah, it just it didn't look like it would be pleasant. Um, the next one also pancakes. These like super fluffy souffle pancakes. Nope, mm-hmm. I did make pancakes again. Half a point. <laughs> I made pancakes at some point. I made pancakes and they were delicious. And let's say they were fluffy, and so I should get half a point for that I but did you you had to like whisk the egg white separately and then the yolk and then fold it in and it's like it's like this high it's like no inches high no no I 100% did not do that but I can lie I mean (laughs) no no lying okay just give me half the point because now at least I have one point uh I have one point and I actually cooked something on here okay the next one ramen and cheese Okay, does our version of ramen count, which is Maggie? Because I definitely had make the Maggie. My mom made it. With okay, cheese? No. Um, not this year. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have made it with count. cheese in the past. Mm-mm. It has to be like a bowl of ramen and a slice of cheese. No, I didn't do that. Me neither. I was considering it, but I haven't. Maybe I will tonight. Um, the next one is a Maggie omelette. A Maggie omelette? Yeah. So like you said, the people making an omelette, but with like noodles. No, I, d- I, I would be sad if I did that one. That doesn't sound great. <laughs> no, I did not do it. And I think I should be given a point for not having done it. Then we both would get a point. Then we both have two points. Okay, the final thing is not a specific recipe, more a category. Um, Cocktails. Oh, oh, oh. I made cocktails. Okay, here we go. Yes. You did something. I made really, really delicious cocktails. What did you make? I made um, someone, I don't know how this happened, but we ended up with like a bunch of dragon fruit. And I made these really, really delicious dragon fruit cocktails. They they looked fantastic. 
and then they also tasted really good so yes i made cocktails and i made plenty of them and they were delicious and i think i should get an extra bonus point for that <laughs> i'm going to ask you i will consider the bonus point if you send me the dragon fruit recipe because that done. sounds amazing done. yeah done 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 i also yeah. feel like one of the effects of lockdown has been that i have an alcohol collection now because before I would just meet friends at bars and get things and I never really had anything at home um and now I feel like I'm not even meeting people because there's a pandemic um but I'm suddenly like buying things to keep at home to make drinks for myself um so that's been fun and I've also realized that alcohol doesn't have to taste terrible I think they just give you the really bad stuff in bars but yeah it's 100% been fun. And I applaud you on this very major turning point in your I life. I feel like such a grown-up. It's been amazing. Yeah. This is one adult thing I did very early on. <laughs> <laughs> alcohol at home is always, always a thing. So now I was wondering um, if we, maybe we can talk about our favorite TV and or maybe like TV and food moments. Do you have any of those? Um from this past year yes um I think so I live alone so I did a lot of my own cooking in lockdown uh I think it's also a way a way I dealt with a lot of the angst I just cooked really elaborate things at home <laughs> all the time um but around the time that I was doing this on Netflix this show came out called Nadia's Time to Eat um it's hosted by Nadia Hussain i think she had been one of the winners of bake off or one of these like british cooking shows um but i really loved the show she would always make very simple things and like one of her um like signatures on the show is that she's always talking about how you can make things easy and you can cheat and i really like this because most cooking shows are always about being fancy and like making everything from scratch and how dare you buy like whatever store bought thing um but she would always make these really elaborate meals but she would use like for instance canned pasta or you know something that ordinary like chefs with a capital c would look down on um so yeah it's a really fun show and at the end they always had her and her relatives eating and talking um and i really really loved that as a as a moment I actually watched that show it was I agree with you I really really enjoyed her show I love the fact that she made her like everything was accessible and it was it very much seemed like something that you could actually do at home mm-hmm. and then to have someone who is a professional telling you that yeah take this shortcut it's fine it's easy and actually it's really not the worst thing in the world like health wise or even time wise or even for the guilt factor It was so, so that nice. that yeah I really enjoyed that show as well. Yeah. Um, and then I, my oh <laughs> I was just going to say my oh, other um moment was an almost moment it didn't happen yet. Um but a friend and, and I were going to make a documentary series about food. Um and then we shot like one part of it and then lockdown happened. So yeah, hopefully this is something we'll be able to continue later. Oh wow. Okay, definitely. We'll 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 uh, give it a good shout out on our uh, podcast so that the the four people who are now listening in <laughs> can check uh, it out when it can comes check out. it out. Yeah. yeah of course. <laughs> But no, you were going to say something. What what would you say your favorite TV moments have been? I loved I well I love when food is kind of used in um 
in films and television when it the, the the show or the movie isn't actually about food but food is kind of used as a prop or like as a tool to kind of like you know say something about the characters or to make like push the narrative forward but it's given this kind of central position in a scene even though it isn't a movie about food or it isn't a show about food and i thought that i think that's like so interesting because it's very real and what ends up happening to me at least is that i end up wanting to snack so um uh, and that's like i don't know it's it's a very uh, it used to irritate me because you'd see a lot of these movies and there would be like a dinner table scene and it's all about what happened at the dinner table and you would see that they hadn't actually finished eating anything on their plates and they would like stack them up or take them to the sink and i was like what are you doing what can the i just food? say like related to that the one thing i always was so confused about so whenever you watched american tv shows and they would have the kids about to go to school and they would run down and their parents would have made breakfast and they would take like one bite of like an 1% yes. of an egg and then just leave a whole bowl of cereal with you know all the milk all the way or like pancakes yeah. they would leave pancakes and run yep. out the door and i would not understand that yeah so i i really like enjoy those those shows where they they don't treat food that way like they're very much sitting and enjoying and engaging with it and um one of the shows that does that so beautifully is gilmore girls um they the the two main characters the mother and daughter are like known junk food addicts like they're like these bottomless pits they love to eat they a lot of like their relationship and their friendship is around the fact that they um you know eat a bunch of really really unhealthy things like the mother does not lorelai the character does not know how to cook and their kitchen is like this kind of basically just there for decoration they've never used their stove and they have frequently they'll have these scenes where they're at home and they're they've just run down to the local store and they've just bought tons and tons of junk food and then they sit and actually eat a lot of it so i really really love that and i find that i can't watch that show without having something to snack uh, which is not always a good thing but i i really like that about the show and then i think there's there's a lot about this in like pop culture but um uh i think in oceans 11 i think brad pitt is eating in almost like 90% of the scenes he's in barring the scene where he's actually like robbing the casino he's eating and um i don't know what that's about or like why but i just found that so fascinating and interesting that he's like eating in every scene i have no idea there are no jokes about it in the movie if i remember correctly mm-hmm. it it's not referenced at all but it's a thing he's eating in almost every scene that he's in so i love stuff like that i love kind of like weaving in something that's so everyday into things that are supposed to be you know extraordinary so mm-hmm. yeah i love that I've not seen yeah either Gilmore Girls or or Ocean's Eleven, but I I like this idea of yeah of just showing people eat because like you said it's not something that we often see in pop culture. Oh, when we do see it, it's something that's shown as like sinful or like I don't know lack of self control etc. Um, and related to that, uh, I don't know if you've heard recently also this there's been a lot of panics about the COVID fifteen. I cannot believe that this is a thing. <laughs> I mean it's like the freshman 15, right? Yeah, yeah, so this idea that in lockdown um people feeling guilty about like gaining weight at home um and so they've nicknamed it the COVID 
Um, so the idea that everybody's not moving as much and is gaining weight. Um, yeah, and it's just like it feeds into a lot of the diet culture and fat shaming that we have on a regular basis. Um, because, I mean, of course, it's a pandemic. Um, people have been stuck at home for months. Um, of course, people are going to get, gain weight. Um, and that doesn't necessarily have to have any sort of moral judgment as being like good or bad. Um, but in the society that we live in, yeah, it does. And it has. Yeah, it's amazing to me how something that has to do with, you know, um, generally with life and death and health and has caused so much despair has turned into yet another way to kind of like bash people for not conforming to certain standards of of presenting yourself, especially when all the arguments for the way you should present yourself kind of disappeared this year because people weren't going into public, they weren't going to workplaces, yeah. they weren't actually doing anything social. And then suddenly still the narrative on how you look and how you present yourself was given um, you know, given this really ugly, I mean, excuse the pun, but like ugly tinge. Mm. And um, there was, I also found that like, uh, there was this assumption that this year would be used to get into shape. And the reality is that the the number one thing that keeps us healthy, um, well, not the number one thing, but one of the most important things is being active. And that was like taken away from us. So we were living very unnatural lives and asking or like expecting like this kind of like social narrative that this would be the year that everyone gets into shape when the, yeah. the one thing that kind of really keeps you healthy had been taken away from you was bizarre. So yeah, I I completely agree with you. And of course, celebrities were, you know, the first to, you know, jump onto that bandwagon. Um yeah. and, you know, put that all over Instagram. So I found that not surprising, but you know, yeah. that was but disappointing. But I wanted to um to shout out um uh, some podcasts that I found that had um just like helpful breakdowns of diet culture and just like reassuring people which seems basic, but that you're fine and you should be able to eat what you want and take care of your of yourself and your body. Um, yeah, I, I would just limit it to two, but two that I really enjoyed was one called Rebel Eaters Club um, and one called She's All Fat. Um, and I love for Rebel Eaters Club, they always start with the host and the guest eating something together and discussing oh, <laughs> like the food and why they love it and what the experiences of it are um so yeah if anybody needs like healthy dialogue about food and about eating I really really love that one see this is why I love podcasts I don't really know many other spaces in which you can have stuff like that that could be like really entertaining and actually very effective um and very accessible or like like have that feeling of being really welcoming mm. um and anyway to now end i just wanted to ask you as we always end well always <laughs> being our second episode uh, second what, time ever yeah second time <laughs> ever uh what has been your favorite pop culture moment of um, late i would say so i finally watched lovecraft country i been dying to watch it since the fall when everybody had been tweeting about it but I couldn't find a way to watch it in Germany and I finally did um 
yeah and I, that was really exciting for me so it's this story about it said in the 60s is about this um former vet from korea and he comes back home to chicago and he's traveling around segregated parts of the u.s with some friends and family um so it's like a fantasy sci-fi horror thing um which already has me i only watch sci-fi and fantasy but it also incorporates a lot of like actual histories of racism and segregation in the u.s um which is also my thing history so i i just like i it was very intense sometimes it's hbo until you have the like gratuitous violence and blood and right. gore um but aside from that i really really enjoyed watching it and really love it and hope there's a season two and that there are other shows like it that's awesome it's it sounds like all of your interests meeting at one place all of your varied interests it was i'm yeah. very excited I, yeah i might watch it again i really really enjoyed it but what would you say your pop culture moment has been so as per usual i always refer to something i've seen on instagram um and lately well over over the last year there's been this one uh instagrammer who has really just made me belly laugh and her name is uh Caitlin Riley and she does these these fantastic kind of like impressions so i think her most popular ones are on um wasp moms which is i think is it uh anglo saxon protestant i forget what the w is for white is it white is I it think it's i, I don't white. is that too obvious or anyway so yeah <laughs> So she does like these fantastic impressions and I feel it is very american centric so there it's it's not necessarily something that everyone would would be able to you know pick up on the uh, why it's so funny but she she also does these really great ones of like the, you know the girl you meet at a nightclub who's oversharing who you've just met for the first time and like over the loud music is like yelling at you and like telling you about her relationship um they're fantastic and they're really really hilarious so i if you are familiar with americanisms i would highly recommend you check out her channel she's great oh, i think it's high caitlin riley if i'm not mistaken this it's is like what platform is this on on it's instagram? on instagram okay yeah. okay yes um yeah thank you everyone for listening <laughs> um, yeah thank you yeah this is up to our second episode recommend us to other people so it can be more than our three friends or is it four now our four friends this thing four um, friends let's say four let's be let's, let's be uh, we generous. can increase yeah. it every episode um yeah <laughs> and you can find us at common thread casts on instagram i think that's the only place where findable for now but we will add more stuff later yep thank you so much for listening thank you bye